Hello and welcome to the Best Boys Podcast. I'm Best Boy Dan. And the law requires that I be Best Boy Justin. Yeah, it's uh, it's in the books. It's in the books. Don't Check look it up. It. Check it out. Don't look it up. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, today we are the Big Banter Boys. That's right, Best Buds. We've got all the banter all episode long. We've got more banter than you can handle. So essentially what is going on with this episode is there's like just a lot to talk about in what's going on with the anime this season. So uh, I think we're going to kind of like stamp out like a lot of the timestamps for what show we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're caught up on it, uh, watch. Or listen to that section uh, if you are... Or even if you're not caught up and you're thinking about watching it. Yeah. Um, But there may be, like, some spoilers here and there. Because we're going to be kind of talking about what's going on and what we're, like, enjoying this season. Yeah. Um, So it's going to be a little bit, like, more current events sort of stuff. But there's just a lot to talk about and a lot of stuff that we're really enjoying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But, yeah, I suppose we should just get right on into it with a little bit of banter to start off, and then we'll check in with Studio (laughs) WEB for some anime news. Our our pre-banter. We're we're building a banter sandwich, okay? (laughs) It's going to be banter, news, and then more banter. It's like a a whopper. (laughs) Okay. But only two buns. Yes. Uh, I'll be interested to see how we're going to close it with the banter, since we haven't planned the closing yet. But it'll be fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We're professionals. We know what we're doing. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. No, we're not. That's not how podcast works. No, we edit it. Uh, Editor, best boy Dan edits it, not me. You're goddamn right I do. I'm sure editor Best Boy Dan just claimed about how I stole credit from him, but yeah, that's probably. fair. He's he's a mad genius. Um, but I want to start off things by talking about a little crazy thing that happened to Best, uh, Best Bud Jamie. Yeah? Yeah, so um, my roommate Jamie has been watching um, Ippo over... Pretty much the last year, yeah. Um, and you know, he has his he has his Tuesdays and his Thursday nights are his anime nights. Um, really, that's so regimented. I never I, knew that. Oh yeah, yeah. Jamie has like a, a little uh, schedule for it, and uh, he cycles through a bunch of anime. So like he'll he'll watch like a few epos, and then he'll like watch up till a fight, and then he'll hold off, and then he'll come back another week because he wants to watch the fight straight through. Oh, that's so interesting. Which is actually a really smart way of doing it, but then he'll, he's he's got an interesting rotation right now, too. He's um, also doing Mushoko Tensai, um, what else is he doing? Girls in Panzer. Oh my god. Um, But yeah. What a lineup. Yeah, and he just had, um, he also has Banana Fish in there, which I need to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just watched uh, Doro Hey Doro, which was a good one, too. Um, but he's been watching Ippo for a really long time. And, you know, I don't quite remember all of the sequence of the, like, little, like, side fights. Um, but, you know, I remember kind of how the main fights go. And so I've been talking about, like, the... Um, hawk versus hawk battle for a really long time and I'm like I'm just so excited for you to get to this fight and like he's like at episode 19 of the current season that he's watching he's already finished the first season he's been working on the second season supposedly yeah um 
and he's like, yeah, I'm getting to the big fight right now. And I was like, oh, cool. And so I like sat down to watch with him because I wanted to see what was going on. And it was Hawk versus Eagle yep. in the title card. And I was like, no, no, this is wrong. I was like, have you seen Hawk versus Hawk? He's like, no, that doesn't ring a bell. And I was like, you would know Hawk versus Hawk. Yeah, you'd remember. <laughs> um, it's such a memorable character. And so what we realized is that I, I think they pulled season two off of... Um, off of Crunchyroll. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it, because I think it has to maybe do with multiple, I think there was a different studio involved in that season or right. something. I, I don't know house. if they pulled out. Yeah. So I, I don't know what happened to that, why it was gone. So he had to go back to his um, totally legal YouTube source because it's on there and it hasn't been taken down yet. <laughs> I mean, it's legal until until uh, determined otherwise, I guess. Right? But um, but he's going back and watching it. So I, I forgot he missed the whole like Date like fight against... Um, oh, yeah, that's pretty important. Too. Yeah, which is like huge to the story um, and kind of opens up like Ipo's kind of path too. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that was like interesting because he, he almost made it all the way through the third season. But he's got a lot of great fights to come on on that track because then once he finishes Hawk versus Hawk, he jumps immediately back into Hawk versus Eagle. Yeah, it, it's really it's really uh, it does like a really good turnaround for that. Yeah. Um, and so the the other thing I wanted to talk about is I went to this really cool exhibit at the Brooklyn Botanical Garden where they have this whole like light show uh, with all this like holiday music and stuff playing um, but there was this one song that played for this uh, light show that as soon as I heard it I was like oh yes this was definitely in an anime and I could not place what anime it was and yep. so I looked it up I like googled like it's called uh, Merry Christmas Mr. Lawrence um, which I used the like Shazam app to like find out what song was playing and uh, was taken to this. And so I searched like Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence anime. Right. First thing that comes up is like Reddit thread of people being like, hey, I just heard this song. It's definitely from an anime. What anime is it from? I'm like, okay, I'm not the only person. I played it for Best Boy Justin. Yep. Can confirm. Yep, can confirm. Right. It, it definitely sounds like it's from an anime. So a lot of theories out there. I haven't seen conclusive video proof of this in an anime. Someone please help me. Yes, let this us is, know. This is a plead to all of the best buds out there. Best boy Dan hasn't slept all week. No. I'm I'm a wreck over this. Yeah. Speaking of not sleeping all week, because uh, <laughs> I watch iAnime at 3 in the morning usually, uh, I wanted to talk about how um, there's been such a difference in the ways I consume anime this season. I'll explain. Um... So I have it written down as fun, uh, Funimation versus Crunchyroll. And the reason I wrote it like that was because I feel I tend to find that most of the time the, the service that I watch the most shows on is Crunchyroll. And I think mm. that's a combination of things. I think Crunchyroll has been airing a lot more shows typically that I'm interested in. So, like, generally they air a lot of the slice of life and, like, romance shows that I watch... Whereas Funimation, I feel like if it had, if I had to decide which one had more con a higher concentration of like more like shonen shows and like a lot of isekais and stuff like that, I would say maybe Funimation has more. And then there's also the fact that I'm just more comfortable on the Crunchyroll platform. It was the first anime streaming service I used, so it's the one I gravitate to towards more. Yeah. Um, but this season has been different. 
So this season... Well, Funimation has been getting a lot of exclusives. Right. They have been getting a lot of exclusives, but it's been a lot of, like, especially stuff that I enjoy. So, like, this season... It has, you know, it has the uh, Arena Vampire Cosmonaut. They got uh, Taisho Maiden Fairy Tale. Like, a lot of the shows I've been looking forward, um, to, forward to for my a while. My Senpai? Yeah, My Senpai is annoying. All of those are on Funimation. Uh, Mushoko Tensai. Yeah. And so, like, I, I felt like this season, it's it just, it was like night and day between how I use, I spend more time on the Funimation app than I do on the Crunchyroll app. Which is probably why I was felt compelled to complain about the Crunchyroll, uh, the Funim- Funimation app, uh, like think an episode or two ago. Which I stand by. The app still sucks and fix it. Please. I so this whole week I have been trying to catch up on uh, my senpai is annoying. Yeah, um, and you can only watch it on Funimation, and I have exclusive, and I have downloaded it offline to watch on the train mm-hmm. two times. Both times it is like the first when I like initially downloaded it, like the subtitles were there, and then I went to watch it on the train and the subtitles were gone. It said they were on, they weren't showing up. I turned them off, turned them back on, like did all the troubleshooting steps. Yep, right, and still didn't work. Deleted the app, re downloaded it. Like, I I know how to troubleshoot. Yeah, (laughs) the app just does not work, and it was frustrating because. You know, I had to plan what I was watching around it. I was like, I can only reliably watch Crunchyroll offline, essentially. Yeah. So, you know, I watched Demon Slayer, which is not so bad. Like, this is... Yeah, I mean, I guess... Oh, my God, I couldn't watch this on my commute. Like, yeah, I understand. You, you it's had like, to watch Demon Slayer. had to watch Demon thing. Slayer. Oh, it's such a horrible life I lead. Like, I understand, like, this is, like, privilege problems. But, like, you know, it, it's... It is just upsetting when you pay for a service and one of the features of it is supposed to be doing it and that feature is broken and it's been like that for a long time and it doesn't seem to be addressed. Yeah. Um, Fix your app. Yeah, like we, it's it's not that we don't want to give you money and use your service as we have proven by doing this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a bummer. But, we, you know, we were we did just uh, spend some time talking about, like, the shows that I like to watch and how they come from manga a little bit. Um, so I also wanted to talk about some weird romance manga. Um, okay. Yeah, so I, I have run into this phenomenon a couple times over the past few months where I tend to read, when I read manga, I tend to read a lot of rom-com. Um, and I just kind of noticed that, like, I would go through periods where I would read a bunch of, like, really, really good manga, because there are a lot of, like, pretty good titles that have come out over the past couple years, and I will cycle through a lot of the big popular ones, because those are the ones I find recommendations for, and then run out of stuff. Mm -hmm. And what I end up doing is just, (laughs) like... The curse of consuming so much content yeah exactly and what i en- what ends up happening is like i i kind of go into like the youtube rabbit hole version of reading manga where you like you kind of just find yourself in the weirder parts of like uh, of manga uh, and like this like, gets dangerous yeah so like i you know you get off the beaten path and you find some weird shit right so i'm i'm in a phase right now where i'm finding weird shit um, not like, like, okay, I need to clarify, I'll explain. <laughs> the, 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 the manga that I'm currently reading, or actually just finished reading, um, I cannot remember the name of all of a sudden, but I remember what it's about, because that's the important part. Um, it's about this couple that reverse engineers a relationship from an employment contract. So, like, um, oh, it's called The Full-Time Wife Escapist. 
Um, that's the <laughs> okay. Yeah, basically, uh, the premise of it is that this woman, um, she's like, she's having trouble finding a job. She's she graduated grad school, and, like, just couldn't find a job anywhere. Um, so she needs to find a job, and she ends up finding a job working for like a, a business acquaintance of her father's, cleaning his house three times a week. And so, like, she cleans his house, and you know, that's it. But it turns out that uh, her father is retiring and moving to the countryside. And if she doesn't have a stable job, she can't stay in the city. She has to move with them. Mm -hmm. um, but she really wants to stay, but she can't find a job. So she's out of luck. And she basically tells him, tells the guy, like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I've really enjoyed working for you, but my parents are moving. And I, like, I can't afford to stay in the city by myself. So I have to move with them. So I can't clean your house anymore. And this dude, like, really likes how she cleans his house. So, like, he had fired a couple of other house, like, house cleaners before her for various things and like she just does everything completely to his liking so she he wants to keep her around um and he goes oh well you know what well, you know you could stay with me you know and clean my house and then she goes well like they kind of go like you know, we can't do that it looks bad like our family would have questions and stuff and then they she just out of nowhere goes well what if we got married then no one would ask any questions so basically you know, the premise of it is that they are, like, he is her employer and she's his employee, but also they're married for appearance's sake. And then they reverse engineer that relationship into, into like, a, a romantic relationship in the weirdest way. It, it's so, like, it's so strange. But, like, this is the kind of stuff that I end up finding <laughs> when I can't get, like, solid manga recommendations because I'm just out of all the good stuff. So, well, please, question. send me manga recommendations. Question. Is it good? It's good! But it's, <laughs> it's something I would never, I would never read it. So, so, maybe that was worth it. It was worth it. But there are, like, for everyone that's good, there's, just like, a hundred that so, I'm just, like, So, that's, trash. like, the curse is, um, is... You want everything you watch to be like S tier, but when yeah. you just watch a bunch of it, you start running out, and you exactly. you have to dig a little deeper, and you hit a lot of B and sometimes C tier, and yeah. uh, and you know every once in a while you'll you'll hit that one. Yeah, yeah, and it's weird. Like I end up. I was hoping uh, Martian Successor Nadesco would be one for you with that. Like it just for me, it was like this kind of fond childhood memory. But I guess it, like, in hindsight, like, maybe it doesn't track the same way it used to. Yeah, that one's different for me because I, I just feel like there's something off with the comedic timing that maybe might have worked when I was younger, but just doesn't work for me now. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah. fair. So that's where I'm at with weird romance MAGA. Um, I found a good one, but there for everyone like that, there's a million weird <laughs> ones that I was just like, no. Uh, a lot of age gap stuff out there. Although I did find, Ooh. yeah, a lot. Of, a lot. I, I tend to avoid it because it's not my thing, but, like, you know... It, Anytime you go spend enough time just, like, reading whatever you can get your hands on, you do tend to find some hidden gems. So, like, I try not to turn away stuff unless I'm, like, really Have you dug into uh, Manwa? Yeah, I, Manwa doesn't do it for me. I don't really? know why. There's something about the format, the storytelling. Um, it just doesn't work for me. Okay. I, you know, I've tried. I've read a couple of them. There are some that I do read fairly regularly. I would say there's only two, really, that yeah. work for me. Which ones? Uh, mercenary enrollment and the god of blackfield oh, you've told me about mercenary enrollment yeah um so god of blackfield is a similar type of story okay um but yeah so you know if you have manga recommendations please by all means send them to me because i clearly need them yeah um and this last one this was a fun little one that i i, I had one of those moments to myself while i was at work um like not really thinking about stuff 
And like I came up with something funny in my head, and I was like, oh, I want to talk about this on the podcast. So what I have written on the document, which is the only thing that Dan knows about so far, uh-huh. is this phrase that floated into my brain while I was thinking about, like, what would the isekai of my life be called? Uh, and the isekai this. of my life... Not it, this. It will make sense. <laughs> Give it a second. And that phrase is, that time I was reincarnated as Barbara Streisand. I'll explain. I feel like I, feel like I should be offended. I mean, maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, as, as you know, a Jewish man, like... <laughs> <laughs> is this cultural appropriation? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're reincarnated, I don't think that counts as cultural re- re- okay. appropriation. Okay. Anyway, we can talk about that. Whoa, but, that is a rabbit hole. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, but no, the, okay, and this is why it happened this way. Because what happened to me, when I was in middle school, I was in an art class, right? Um, and Blue period? Was that? Blue period? Yes, this is my blue period story. <laughs> no, this, um, while I was in this art class, uh, on the first day, the teacher was like, hey, she gave out these little, like, placards you could put on your desk, like, you, they were, like, made of construction paper, and she's like, you know, you can write your name, you can write your nickname, you know, whatever you want to be called, you know, it's fine, and I was a little shit back then, so for <laughs> some then. reason, oh, yeah, <laughs> clearly matured since, but for some reason, I, I, at this age, I didn't even fully know who Barbara Streisand was, or like, she, it was just a name I had heard, and was vaguely aware of, and so, being a little shit, I just wrote Barbara Streisand, and that was all Hold like, on. Could you even spell Streisand? Yeah, I spelled it right. Really? Um, I don't think I could spell it right today. S-T-R-E-I-S-A-N-D, right? That's Streisand. I think you're right. Anyway. Um, But yeah, so I did that, and I put that on my name, and the teacher saw, and she goes, oh, okay, so you're Barbara Streisand then. And she called me Barbara Streisand for the entire semester. Never once ever called me by my name. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that is a... That is a true champion. She, she that is an educator. Never broke character, oh, not even once. Would you? No. <laughs> like, and it was so weird because like the students didn't know who Barbara Streisand was either, so they were just as confused <laughs> as anyone else. Did you take the time to learn who Barbara Streisand no, was? No, <laughs> not until I was so much older. <laughs> that, okay, so that could totally be your isekai, like yeah, the like a blinding light strikes the classroom, you get transported to another world, and you're like reincarnated as Barbara Streisand. Oh man, it was great. I tried Yo. to get her to I tried to get her to break so many times too, because like I would turn in work with my name on it, yeah. and like instead of like she would be going through reading the names and calling them off and handing them out, and she would read my name and say Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Barbara Streisand. That's so good. Anyway, that's my boy Justin. How have I known you for like over four years, and this is the first time you've told me that story? How? When would this come up? How does this? How is this not the first thing you tell people when you meet them? This is my pickup line on Tinder. If you ever match, really, you've heard this story before. That should be your Tinder bio. Um, But yeah, so that's the name of my isekai. Somebody, please write (laughs) and draw and produce and fund it thank you yes well we'll just have executive producer credits yeah you know what else we have executive producer credits on that's the plaque on the wall at studio weeb for some anime news and we're hitting the ground hot today ladies and gentlemen best buds out there because we have got some gundam news what's that a gundam editor best boy dan can i have a bright slap right here
No. Thank you. Um, starting off strong with the, some news about the next installment of the Gundam Hathaway trilogy. Um, Shuko Murase, the director of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway, uh, teased during the first film's 4K ultra-high-definition Blu-ray disc release, I don't know why I left all that in there, on Thursday, um, that the second film may not open before 2024. Um, the film's producer, Damn. Naohiro Ogata, revealed that the next stage of the film series is in Australia, uh, but it's been difficult to cover the area because of uh, the new coronavirus disease. Um, so the director has been using a flight simulator to fly around the sky. Uh, I actually don't fully understand this part. Because, <laughs> like... <laughs> sure. Uh, but it's fine. Okay. Um, the film project will be a trilogy, uh, as I mentioned earlier. The second part has the working title of uh, Gundam Hathaway, Son of Bright. Uh, you'll notice I said San. Uh, I used the Japanese word there because the title is actually a play on words that only works in Japan. Because the uh, those characters for that word San... Uh, can be read as either son, as in the son, or son, as in your child. Um, so it's uh, it, it 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 the main character is the son of Bright Noah, the Bright Slap guy. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why that makes sense. But I wanted to explain it that way so that it it made sense for the title too. I don't know how they're going to localize it. Maybe they just won't even. They'll just go with son of Bright. Um, <laughs> But Ogata said that the second part will have some differences from Yoshiyuki Tomino's uh, original novel series. So that's kind of interesting, too. All right. Yeah, so, you know, we had some Gundam news. Yay. Um, unfortunately, the next thing we have is uh, much less exciting news. Oh, yeah. Um, and that is that the Washington Post reported that the Minnesota man who was diagnosed with the Omicron variant of COVID-19... Uh, had met up with about 35 friends at the Anime NYC convention, and about half of them have tested positive for COVID-19. Um, so, you know, not great, in other words. Uh, the Washington Post stated that the friends traveled to the event from a variety of states. The Minnesota man reported mild symptoms on November 22nd and got tested on November 24th. Uh, he was informed to isolate himself from others, and his symptoms have since resolved. He was vaccinated and received a booster shot in November. Uh, the governor of New York urged everyone who attended Anime NYC to get tested for COVID-19. So if you're listening and you have not, please go get tested. I got a phone call and a text message yep. and an email. Yep, I got they, about it. They hit me up all the ways. The good news is that your best boys are healthy and safe and uh, only a couple of our group got it but not omicron yeah as far as we know they I don't get, think they tested the variant no yeah but uh yeah so but they got it before oh that's true yeah they did get it before so yeah um so you know anime nyc in the news not in the way we would hope uh but there it is yep, yep. um rough rough year for uh for the convention yeah <laughs> yeah they also said they sent out a uh a, a press release too about like from the, I guess, the president of the committee who works on this and talking about, like, how they're going to, you know, change for next year because they didn't expect all the... I'm not going to read the whole thing. You can find it on their Instagram, on their Twitter if you want to read it. Um, but, yeah, they we had, have a whole episode about it. They have a lot of takeaways from this year. Yeah. Um, um, but, wait, what's that? Huh? That's right. We got... Breaking anime news. That's right, Best Buds. Literally like an hour before we started recording, we got the news that Netflix is canceling 
Cowboy Bebop. That's yeah, right. This is Best like Buds. three days before you're hearing this. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so not really breaking, but we breaking to us. It, yeah, we broke to us, so we were excited. You know what? Whatever. Um, but yeah, they have confirmed that there will not be any further than the first season. They are shutting it down. Um, and this is largely has to do with basically very low viewership. Um, they started off pretty decently, seven uh, with 74 million hours worldwide during its first week. But those numbers went through the floor in the week after, dropping by 59%. Which is not... So, whenever something releases, I, I for a while I followed box office charts. Um, but whenever something releases, there's always a drop-off for the second weekend, right? And, you like, a good retention is around 50%. Yeah. It sounds like this just went like down. Yeah. Which is not what you want to see. That means that you had a lot of buzz going into it and it just did not grab and does not get the word of mouth afterwards, right? Like you yeah. want ideally what you want is for the anime crowd like us to go in and watch it and go, hey, this is like something all you people who don't know what this is should come and check out in that didn't happen yeah yeah i feel like it suffered a lot from just like there were always going to be people that would hate it that was a given you know but what they didn't do that they needed to do was retain the people who thought who were who were like oh okay like this Mm -hmm. is good this could be okay like us we thought it's not terrible we like it it's fine but it didn't retain us in in the time since we last talked about it so in fairness yeah best boy justin watched three episodes and i watched two episodes right but but in the time since we last talked to you like we haven't watched any more and that t- that says a lot about how I watched all of Arcane. Yeah, <laughs> in that time, like in a day, because that drew my attention in. Yeah, like like it it, it doesn't also released by Netflix. Yeah, it doesn't have that same power, um, which is why it it wasn't able to to continue on. Like uh, I have like like we said, we haven't watched the whole show yet, so we don't know where but it it's leaves off. Not but... a cheap production either. Yeah, and you know it's kind of a shame, I guess, um, but. You know, here we are. At least it wasn't as bad as Death Note, I guess, is the best thing we can say yeah. about it. Yeah, at some point I'll watch it, just like Yasuke. Yeah. <laughs> Those are in my, like, Netflix backlog. Um, One thing that I am definitely going to watch as soon as it comes out yep. is Ascendance of a Bookworm Season 3, which is going to be premiering in April. Um, They have set a date. It's going to run on Tokyo MX, BS Fuji, and other channels. I can not wait. I love Ascendance of a Bookworm. It's a great twist on yeah. uh, on the Isekai formula. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this show. I really like it. Um, my, I think one of my one of my friends who is also named Justin um, because we are we are we're out there. Um, <laughs> he uh, he described the show as aggressively wholesome, and I think that's pretty. I I agree with that. Like yes. it's an Isekai. It has its action bits. It's got its. Um, and it gave us trombies. but it is yeah, it gave us trombies, but it is also just like very cute, you know. Yeah, uh, and I'm really excited for it. Yeah, um, I have a less cute story. Let's I'm getting, hear it. I'm getting so good at these transitions. You got it. You're a professional. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of a wild story. I'm not actually personally familiar with this YouTuber, um, but YouTuber Mark Fitzpatrick of Totally Not Mark was recently hit with over 150 copyright claims for his YouTube videos featuring montages of anime clips. 
His channel currently has around a half a million subscribers. That's wild. Uh, Toei Animation is responsible for the claim. Uh, in a video responding to the copyright claims, Mark said, Over the last 24 hours, I've sat back in disbelief, shock, and sorrow as my life's work has been unfairly ripped away from me. Two nights ago, I received an email notifying me that 15 of my videos had been copyright claimed and blocked by Toei Animation, Mark continues. One hour later, that number rose up to 28, and when I woke up this morning, the total had reached 150 videos. My audience can no longer see, uh, and I can no longer monetize. This is also a channel that releases videos like once a week, so yeah. like 150 videos is like years of work. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, all of the videos in question were either for Dragon Ball or One Piece, both of which Toei animates. Note that a handful of those videos did not feature anime clips, but rather how to draw explainers, which is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, also, according to Mark, Toei has apparently asked him to do promotional work for them in the past, which would have made the strikes all the more alarming for him. Uh, in response, Mark says that he ensures uh, that he and his employees adhere to policy regarding fair dealings and fair use outlined by YouTube, his own country, and other countries. However, Japanese copyright laws do not have the same uh, general use, fair provision use uh, that the United States does. Instead, Japan has moral rights for any type of work. While Japanese copyright law does not uh, lack a general fair use provision, there are certain legal cutouts that allow for like parody and private use as well as reproductions for uh, schools and libraries. Cited reproductions and articles on current events are also permitted. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's very like different the kind of ownership of content in Japan. Yeah. Um, the lack of uh, fair use provisions make interpretation of the Japanese Copyright Act very rigid, says attorney Sugiyama, and sometimes may lead to unfair results. So this is kind of a situation where the way Japanese law is constructed um, basically makes for the YouTube copyright system, like to be kind of oversensitive to these things. Well, no, I don't think that's what it is in this case because in this case the the way the copyright strikes are working is Toei itself is directing them. Mm -hmm. So these these aren't it's this isn't as simple as like the the algorithm um, catching something and taking it down or uh, a YouTube moderator catching something and taking it down. This is Toei, the company, mm. saying these videos violate our copyright and we want them taken down. Well, but but that's what I'm saying is like if it were a United States animation company, right, and they were making the same claims here in the United States, right? right there's fair use laws, right? I know that that's prevented what in certain ways. In Japan, they don't have like the same sort of structure, so they're because of the Japanese system, they're able to tag it as this violates our law. You have to take right. This I understand that. I'm just yeah. explaining that it's it's not it's not an algorithm that's decided. Right, it's right, the right. person, the the actual company that's directing this. Yeah, which absolutely. they are allowed to do because they're in Japan. Yeah, um, but it it just kind of sucks that even a content maker in the United States and, and someone who's not like, you know, especially the videos that are like how to draw, like yeah, to think that that doesn't fall into like kind of a fair use like thing, like going back to my roommate, like Jamie watches, um, a comic book artist, 
uh, draw once a week. This is also part of his schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, and like follows along and it's, uh, like Twitch, like draw along sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like really interesting. He learns a lot of like techniques and all that sort of stuff, but w that person is drawing like, you know, characters from comic books that they don't own. Yeah. And in the United States, like that's fan art and that is acceptable, but you know, it seems like under Japanese provisions, like that's something that if they, they could be, you know, brought to court for. Yeah. I mean, and it's such a shame too, because like. Uh, it, it really hampers content creators, not even yeah. people who do kind of like the stuff that we do, but also people who do like doujinshi are an incredibly large portion of like otaku subculture in Japan. And I know a lot of people when I say doujinshi, they think of like, you know, uh, like hentai, but it's not always hentai. There are people who make doujinshi oh, stories, yeah. which they make it's their own like fan side stories. Yeah, they make, they make their own fan stories and they 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 sell them. Um, and this also kind of really hampers that as well, um, which I think is 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 not good. I'm yeah. not a, not a fan of it. I know no. that's a pretty controversial opinion, but and you know, it, it also just sucks that it's like such a big house, right? Like <laughs> it's, it's it's Toei. Yeah, it's it's Dragon Ball in one piece. Yeah, like, it's so big. <laughs> it's two of the largest properties in anime. So. It it sucks, especially when when the big guys are bullies. Yeah, yeah, it's a real shame. Um, you know, Toei do better. Um, yeah. Japanese copyright lawyers do better. I don't I don't know where I'm going yeah. with this. Um, you know what the big guys also enjoy? What do the big guys enjoy? Some meat and potatoes. <gasps> big banter boys. It's Big Banter Boys time! <laughs> yeah! Um, yeah, so basically, um, we kind of just wanted to take this week to just kind of shoot the shit about the shows we've been watching to yeah. really kind of, like, just, like... I, I feel a little, like, uh, jealous, because your list is almost double mine. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've watched a lot of stuff, um, especially, like, in the past couple days, as, you know, I've been really busy with Black Friday at work. And then things have finally started to calm down a little bit, and I've just been like consuming all the the anime that I've had the time for, um, which has yeah. been nice. I, I wish I had time for more. Yeah, um, yeah there's. Well, a I mean, few if you can download list. stuff, you might. But yeah, that's part of it too. I'm trying to make time on the train. Um, the first one, eighty six, is on on my list of ones that I do want to catch up on. You need to catch up on it because <laughs> it's so good. Um, I'm not going to do the whole, the whole speech that I did um, in the last, I think two episodes in a row <laughs> about 86. Uh, I'm just going to say it's been really good. It continues to be good. The world building is fantastic and I'm really enjoying it. Who will enjoy 86? I honestly, if you've ever enjoyed a shonen, you'll enjoy 86. Yeah. Um, if you like mech shows, but you kind of want something off the beaten path, you'll enjoy 86. Um, if you liked Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, you will like 86. Okay. Um, that's an endorsement. Yeah, I think that's probably, like, if I had to get the most granular I could get of who would like 86, it's that. If you liked IBO, you will like um, 86. Um, it's got a lot to, to go on. Obviously, if you don't like Shonen or Battle Anime, you won't yeah. like it. But um, <laughs> I want an idol anime. Yeah. <laughs> don't watch there, 86. There is a minor romance subplot, but it gets cut real short. Oh. Um, yeah. 
No, it, it's it, it's so good. Like, um, all the characters are great. The world building is great. The story like weaves a mystery that like actually is exciting and engaging. So I'm, I'm I happy need about a good it. mystery in my life too. You will like this because like it, the mystery. It's one of those stories where. You have this mystery, you have this plot, everyone's trying to, you know, you're trying to figure it out, and you finally figure it out, and it opens up to an even bigger mystery, mm. you know? Though there there are a couple good mysteries this season, too, we'll talk about later on, too. There are. Especially what we just watched. Yeah. Um, actually, the next show is actually becoming a pretty decent mystery, too. Yeah, I mean, um, I, yeah. Maruko-chan. Uh, so good. Which has blown up. I was looking at... Um, Every once in a while, I'll, I'll see some charts online of what's like the most popular, and it's like whatever votes. I don't, I, you know, I can't verify that this is like a conclusive, right. well documented poll, but it kind of seemed to point that like Miruko Chan was at the top of the charts for this season. Yeah, um, which is interesting. Uh, it's it's really good. Um, like we've said many times before, the um, the like monster design, the ghost design is really great. Um, very spooky, uh, very kind of particular design. Yeah. In the beginning, there is some like weird kind of like etchy, like male gazey sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you get past that, it kind of tapers off towards the end. Um, but they've kind of really like opened up the world with like some other kind of spirits that have some sort of bigger mystery thing going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's an eminently memeable show too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is usually the mark of either a really good show or, or really a really bad, bad show. show. Yeah. <laughs> no, this, yeah, this show memes good. Um, I really, really enjoy, uh, you know, we had, we've talked about the, the character design. We've talked about the monster design. Good but OP I also, and ED. Yeah, the OP and ED are great, but I really enjoy the colors. Yeah. I've been thinking about that the last time I watched it. Like, the particular shade of, like, purple-gray that they use for the monsters. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, like, the, the, remember the butt buns? And they had, mm. like, a very, like, peach pink light shade to it. And I was just, like, I was watching and I was like, that is a really pleasant color scheme. Mm. Uh, and I, that, that, you know, continues Well, it's throughout. a good juxtaposition, too. Like, it yeah. really makes those two worlds clash really hard. Yeah, it's really well done. Um, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy it a, uh, a lot. Um, something else, though, that has a really good color scheme mm -hmm. um, is Let's Make a Mug 2, parentheses 2, because it's the second season of Let's Make a the Mug 2. The second kiln. Let's Make a Mug 2, <laughs> the remugging. Um, this show's great. It's back. It's cute. Um, I forgot about it for a while. I, I forgot about it pretty much as soon as we finished recording our, um, our fall anime episode. Um, but... I kind of just rediscovered it. I think like maybe two or three days ago, when I was just I needed an episode. I needed I had ten minutes to watch a show. Not enough for a full episode, but it is enough for this show. So I was like, I remembered that. I was like, oh, I can watch Wasn't an episode it of twenty this. minutes uh, for the first season. Or am I making? That no, up? no, it was ten. It's always been ten because minutes. it has the it, it has the the episode and then it has the live action component. God, and it. It, so it's split between each one. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't always. I what I'll do. What I did for the last season was I watched most of the this the regular thing, and then I went back and watched a bunch of the live action ones. Um, but yeah, so I, I I picked it back up this season, and it, it's it's been really really good. Like it, uh, it takes a turn that you don't really expect. It goes from like the first season where she's just kind of exploring pottery, and her mother, you know, her her deceased mother is like 
a factor, but it, it doesn't really focus on it at all. Like, it just really focuses on her getting involved in pottery and learning about it. And then the second season kind of sees her chasing her mother's legacy through pottery. Interesting. Yeah, and it's really, in, it's really cool. I, I do have to admit, though, like, as much as I do enjoy it and I like it, I kind of would rather watch the anime of her mom's life. <laughs> because, like, her mom gets all these really, like, interesting story, uh, story like, flashbacks. I, I feel similarly about, um, uh, oh God, the show your sister loves. Um, oh, uh, Fruits Basket? Fruits Basket, yeah. yeah. Her mom is like well, super wild, and I think that's what the movie is about. Is yeah, they're mom. getting a prequel, yeah. Yeah, which um, is great, because I'm excited about that. But yeah, like like they, they had a flashback where like her mom is like uh, going all across town like with her dad on the back of a motorcycle. Um going to every coffee shop in town to try coffee out of these different mugs to, like... Because to, she's, like, trying to find the ideal mug for coffee. And, like, she ends up making, like, a hundred mugs in, like, a weekend or whatever. And, like, I'm like, I want to watch this story. Like, she seems rad. Like, yeah. she's, like, bout it, bout it, you know? <laughs> Interesting. Um, but, yeah, this show's been great. Let's make a mug, too. Um, if you're looking for something cute and silly um, that has, like, somewhat of a larger story to tell, but you've only got ten minutes... This is a pretty good bet for you. Um, next thing I wanted to talk about was Amame, yeah. uh, Warrior at the Borderline. This one is, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's yeah, the second it's okay. coming of Gundam. No, not quite. <laughs> um, you know, I really kind of just think it, uh, it has, it's good. It's fine, but it's not what, it. it's lacking something, you know? Yeah. Like, um... I can't even really explain what it is. It, it basically, it it's feels kind of more like a generic shonen than whatever kind of specific niche you have for Gundam. Um, I will say that the the mech designs are really good. You showed me one super rad model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was actually, we were talking about model kits. Um, mm. Because there are model kits for this uh, show as well. Um, and the one that we looked at was called the Ghost. Um, so it's mm -hmm. one of like the main antagonists of the show, um, and it's really cool. I'm probably gonna buy it. I might custom paint it. We'll see what happens. Um, you should get those chrome markers I saw today. I yeah, maybe get something rad. real, real shiny for the claws. But yeah, I mean, Amame is good. Um, I I recommend it. Like if you're if you're a fan of Shonen, it's a very solid Shonen. Uh, the mech designs are interesting, but the Second Coming of Gundam it is not. Um, but it's got a pretty engaging storyline, um, and I think it's I think we'll probably get another at least season or two out of it. I think it's at least worth that much. All right, yeah. Um, I've really been enjoying Blue Period. Oh, you and me both, man. I really like this show. It's great. And we've talked about it a lot on this show, actually. Yeah, we have. Uh, and I think that's that's fair, because the show is just so good. Especially, like, the last couple episodes. Mm. Um, how, how caught up on it are you? I think I'm maybe one or two episodes behind. Uh, okay, so you might be... I, I focus a lot of my energy on uh, Senpai. Which is totally understandable. Um, but this show has been really, really good. Uh, Netflix really hit it out of the park this season, I think. Um, you know, we'll talk about Comey a little bit later, but... Mm -hmm. um, it's just visually very nice. Yeah, I really well, like Netflix this one. has JoJo too, which has been blowing up the internet. But yeah. I'm not a JoJo person. I'm really I know. not. I've tried so hard. Oh, uh, this is this is where 
We lose all our, We're our cred. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Catherine and I have tried to watch JoJo I've tried together like, like five times. Yeah, I've tried myself multiple times. I want to. Like, I, I want to. so bad. Not even because, like, I don't even want to like it. I just want to watch it just so I can understand the memes. Yeah, should we just skip to season three? <sighs> yeah, they, that's that what they say good? you should do. I don't know, maybe. I don't know. I want to know all of it, but maybe I'll like it and then I'll go back and but appreciate it. Part of me is also like, if we do that, it won't make sense, but it already doesn't make sense, so it's I mean, kind of okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, I, I really want to love it because I I do love a lot of JoJo, yeah. right? Like, I love the memes. I love the artwork. I love the fashion. I love, like, just so much about the, everything that comes from it that I want to actually enjoy the thing that produces all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah. which we're going <laughs> to, which I have the exact opposite opinion about uh, Arcane when it comes to that, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, Blue Period, which is what we were actually yes. talking oh about, my which God. we got distracted by. <laughs> um, no, it's got a really great story. Um, the artwork is amazing, which it would have to be for, you know, an anime about painting. I love that um, angel painting. Yeah, the angel painting is really nice. But I also, I love his, like, furnace painting. Yeah. That's really, I would hang that on my wall. I love um, uh, when he, like, does a variation of it and they're like, you've lost it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you're, it uh, doesn't do it for me this time. I mean, but, like, he, he, thought he found the cheat code and then he realizes there is no cheat code yeah i mean it's been a really interesting look at the kind of um you know like a like struggles that that come from creating art um which i think is really cool yeah. um you know and, i've never been very artistically inclined but i do have a lot of respect for that kind of thing and um, and it's got a very nice shonen structure like that kind of you know just you know, working hard and, yeah. and and having success come from it, which is like a nice fantasy to live today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I I also enjoy like you know I've I've watched anime that has to do with painting before, but like I feel like this is my first time seeing an anime that is about painting. Like mm. I feel like most of the times like anything any anime or ma manga that I read that like. Ha have painting involved it's just a side piece like the right. story takes place around it yeah um so i think that's been really neat um we do get some we do have a, a trans character yeah. in this show very interesting um yeah which is you know uh i think kind of you know a step forward that that we even have a trans character at all um it is interesting because there are a lot of trans characters in anime but they're never but, described that way. yeah but this is this is a very specific sort of representation this is not najimi yeah exactly yeah this isn't najimi this isn't like jokey can't be funny like oh ha 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 you yeah. looks like a girl like this is an actual trans character yeah. who deals with the problems that a trans person might deal with which is great to see an anime yeah so um, those you stories know, need to be told yeah i mean we you know we, we we might be like praising it a little too much yet but they could still botch it but like yeah th the fact that it's e that the storyline is even here um is a step forward i think yeah. um, anytime you bring that sort of stuff into the conversation I, I think there is some merit to to that yeah absolutely um but, uh, you know, another another one that I kind of sat on for a little while and didn't pick up uh, right away, but uh, have recently started, you know, catching up on has been Aquatope on White Sand, um, which has been very good. The second, I guess it's not even the second season, it's still the second half of the first season. Um, 
has been interesting. It's been an interesting shift. Like uh, for the first half of the show, you kind of have this um, story about um, this girl. She wants to like kind of save the 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 aquarium that her family works at because it's like she's got very deep memories tied to there with like her her parents who died. Um, and it's like kind of like about this like dream falling apart. Um, which is why I believe the tag, yeah, it's heavy. I think the tagline of the show is like two girls meet at the center of a damaged dream or something like that, which is a really good post rock band name, which I think is also what I said when we covered <laughs> the, this the alternate first time. title for two girls, one cop. Oh God. <laughs> um, but like the second half of the season really kind of changes gears and it, 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 uh, you know, spoiler alert. She the she doesn't save the aquarium. The aquarium closes. Yo, um, but like actual spoiler alert. Yeah, but it's not that much of a spoiler. I haven't like, watched it after after like the second episode. You cut. You know that it's it's okay. in- inevitable. It's a part of the show. Oh, wild, interesting. Um, but like she she ends up working at a new aquarium and like kind of facing these challenges. Like you go from her having these challenges of being a high school student who has kind of delusions about stuff. To her, you know, having graduated high school, she's in the workforce now. Oh, she's interesting. Learning, yeah, she's this learning. This is a very complete story. It is a very complete story. And that's what I'm kind of getting at here. Because, like, she she kind of has to learn about these challenges. Like, she's so used to working at her family's aquarium where everyone knows her. Everyone yeah. loves her. Everyone wants to help her. And she moves to this other place where the other people who work here, they have their own priorities. They have their own things. They don't necessarily like her, and they don't have to because they're coworkers. They're not friends. They're not family. And she kind of has to learn how to deal with this dynamic. (laughs) The real world. She has to learn how to deal with the real world. This might be a little too real. (laughs) It's super real. But then, like, we also get it's, it's, it's got a lot of breadth. So, like, it deals with, like, the realities of working life. But then also you get this, you have a storyline about you know, a single working mother and like, you know, you have like, it's got all these stories to tell that are kind of very modern and very real, um, that are all set around this kind of really interesting, um, conceit of like this girl who really loves aquariums. Um, so that's why I, I think like as a slice of life show, it really like comes into its own as like a slice of many different lives. I like that you get the the high school story and the yeah and like the work story and that's why that really struck me too because like when I first started watching the second half of this season adult shows yeah well not even just that like the second half of this season started just as I was also starting a new job so Mm. it was like a really interesting dynamic um, for me in my life. Uh, but also the show's just really good. As far as Yuri Watch 2021 goes, <laughs> it hasn't gotten there yet. I, oh, I'm not going to count the, it out, though. On the table? I, I think it's still on the table. Um, I'm not counting it out just yet, although it is seeming less likely than it was at the end of the first half of the season. Um, they could always circle back. Yeah, they could always circle back. And you know what? I kind of hope they do. Because I feel like at the rate that it's going, it's going to end up one of those things where, like, they were best friends forever who lived together in the same house and slept <laughs> in the same bed. Oh, they were such good friends they were. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, but, uh, like my, my grandmother and her friend Virginia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it, it's really good. I really recommend it. You know, if you just like cute, weird stuff, you should watch this show. Um, but, uh, if you want to watch a show where they do fall in love, ooh, um, we have Taisho Maiden Fairy Tale. Um, this, this is, is one, one of, I wanted to watch and I, I never even got to the first episode. You should, you should definitely watch it. This one is one that I, that snuck up on me. Um, we talked about it in the, 
um, in the spring episode. I didn't even realize that this manga was getting an anime until I saw it, you know, while doing research for the, the spring 2021 episode. Spring. Fall 2021 episode. Um, and it's been really, really good. One of the things that I, I watch it with Kat a lot. Um, she's not like, I'm not watching it with her, but she'll watch it. She has I been can't watch tangentially <laughs> watching. She does that sometimes, though, because yeah. she watched... Um, pretty much all of hunter hunter with me tangentially yeah but i've been watching this show with her and it's been holding her interest because the clothing designs are really good Mm -hmm. um you have really beautifully patterned kimono and um yukata um which has been really great to see but also like the story what is the difference between kimono and yukata um so i guess technically a yukata is a type of kimono. Okay. Kimono is, and I could have this wrong. I didn't research this ahead of time, but I'm pretty sure um, kimono gotcha is journalism. The, exactly right. <laughs> fraud. I'm a hack and a fraud. Come and get me. Um, I'm pretty sure the word kimono is actually uh, like a a word for a type of clothing. So I think it's traditional formal Japanese clothing. Okay. Um, and then there are different types of kimono under that, of which one of them is a yukata, which is a light summer style um piece whereas i believe the um the winter version which i think you see it in some anime like it's got like kind of like a fur liner collar i believe that's called a fundoshi uh something with an f i actually don't think it's fundoshi i think that's actually loincloth um (laughs) but i think it's it's a it's a word that starts with f i believe um (laughs) <laughs> but I could also be wrong about this, so let me know. Hit us the up. The loincloth is a very important part of it. Yeah, hop in my DMs and tell me I'm wrong. I don't know. I didn't research this. This is, <laughs> this is big banter, boys. It's not research. We're just talking. It's not big research, here. boys. Yeah. Anyway, this show's been really good. I've been really struck by how faithful it has been to the manga. Like usually. Oh, this is one you've read. Yes, I have read this one, okay. so I know how the story ends. Okay, um, but even still, it's holding my attention just because it's really well drawn. It's incredibly faithful to the manga, um, which I, I really appreciate because I feel like the the way the story was structured in the manga was really, really well done, um, and I'm glad to see that they're not messing with it. Like it, it's proceeding the way I expected to, which you know, on some level, you might think is boring. Um, like I already know how it's going to turn out, but it's not. Like I actually really enjoy it. Um, but if you're interested in like a period rom-com uh, drama with um, beautiful art and just like kind of uh, a really interesting, cute, light story, um, check it out. Taisho Maiden Fairy Tale. It's great. What's the, remind me what the base story of it is again. So basically it's about this guy. He's like the heir to like a rich and powerful family, but he gets in a car crash with his mother when he's young. Um, and he, his mom dies and he loses the use of his right arm. Jesus. And, you know, because of that, his father sends him away. Like, like, he's like, you can't be my heir, like with your, your, your deformity. Um, so like sends him to live in the Get out of my sight. Literally, that's what happens. Jesus. Um, sends him to live in the mountain and like he basically buys a bride for him, which was common during the day. Right. Um, and she is basically, you know, she's supposed to go take care of him, um, because obviously he can't, you know, take care of himself, but also he's incredibly freaking depressed. Like the dude is like on the verge of suicide when they first meet. Um... But basically, like, you know, he learns to to kind of take care of himself and he learns to stick up for himself and like kind of like, you know, she helps him fight his way out of like the depression spiral that he is understandably in. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, but that it's sounds really, really sweet. It's really cute. It's got its like more dramatic, mo- more intense moments, but it's also like just a really good story. It's funny. The comedic relief is really well done. Um, so it's like kind of a little more drama driven. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit more drama driven. It's not heavy though. It's okay. not super heavy. Like, I mean, obviously, like the backstory is heavy, but like the 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 general episodes are not. If you had to put it into a genre specifically, what would you put it into? Romance. I- I would say, yeah, romance. Um, definitely romance, but then the question would be, is would it be rom-com or would it be rom-drama? Rom-drama. Um, rom-drama. Um, I would say rom-drama. it probably <laughs> leans more towards rom-com. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely recommend it if you need something light uh, and romance-y. Um, it's a lot of fun. Nice. Um I like how this one's right in the middle because this is the one that we've been most excited for. Yeah. And we're not going to dive too far into it because we've talked about it so much already and yeah. because we'll probably do a whole episode on it at some point. We'll have but, to. But Comey Can't Communicate has just been uh, everything we could have hoped for and more out yeah, of it. Yeah, it's so good. The pool episode was so good. Uh, they nailed everything I wanted to see out. Uh, yeah, that one. The, the, my only my only complaint was that instead of saying Tadano has awakened a new fetish, yeah, they said Tadano has discovered a new thrill. Yeah, and I'm like, it means the same thing, but it's not it's, as funny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, they did such a good job with it too. Like you see, there's one cut of him. Like, just kind of off dreaming about, like, her hair in his face. He's not just dreaming about it. He's watching his own flashback, which I thought was hilarious. Yes. Um... But yeah, that reminds me that an episode dropped today. That I know. We're going to watch I, as soon as we're done recording. I know, I'm really excited for it. Um, wow. I, like, I'm so excited for this show every week. Like, this has been... And we know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, too. this is sort of like the same thing with the last ep- uh, the last show we talked about, Taisho Maiden Fairy Tale. Um, we know, we, we've read this. We know this story. And mm. it's still good. Like, that's yeah. the mark of a good adaptation. Yeah. Um, is that it makes me want to experience it again yeah and you know uh, this is another one from netflix netflix has been killing it this season mm-hmm. um you know uh it's it, it's they even if they're not directly making them they're distributing them and they're they're picking good shows to have at yeah. their slate like i think when we end you know 2021 and we look back at like what each you know distributor put out there like netflix is gonna have like percentage-wise, a really solid yeah. lineup. which is interesting, because, like, thinking back on, you know, what we were talking about from Netflix last year, um, not a lot. Netflix was kind of, when it comes to, to anime streaming, was, like, an also-ran. Like, yeah, mm. you had, you, you know, you had a couple things, but you didn't. they didn't have I any I mean, the year before, they, like, had crushed it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but last year, they didn't have any exclusives, as yeah. far as I can remember. If I, if they did, they must not have been good, because I can't remember It them. also could have been related to the pandemic. Maybe a lot of their stuff got pushed to this year. Yeah, could have been. But, yeah, they really knocked it out of the park this year, so far. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Comey's great. Like, as long as you are, like... I think there are two pe- types of people who don't want to watch this show, and that's, like, people who only watch Shonen. Yeah. And people who only watch, like, dark Shonen anime. Bros. Yeah. Um, I, I think if if you fall into those camps, like, that's cool. That's, like, your jam. Um, I, I don't think uh, this show would be for you. For everyone else, it is a yeah. sheer delight. So good. It's it just it wonderful. doesn't fall into those two categories. If it did, I'm sure it would crush them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, this show is great. Um, 
Another show that has been unexpectedly great has been World Trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this one. I had not watched it, you know, when we talked about the fall episode, but it had been recommended to me by somebody. Um, so I figured, uh, you know, why not pick it up and see if it's worth following it into the third season, which is what we're in now. And it absolutely has been. First of all, like the first season, I think is like seventy episodes long. It's super wow. long. Um, the second season is like. Uh, uh, like 12 like, like a standard one um but it's been really really interesting it's a uh, it's got the kind of it's got all of the battle anime um like kind of tropes covered in very unique ways hmm. um you know because it has like a tournament system and it has like a, a a weapon system that that is like concrete and you know understandable yeah. and it was um, a very structured world in power system. exactly yeah it's very well structured um and also what what was interesting to me too is i because you know because i've been and it's really this. upfront with it too like, it is it's very upfront with it it actually it has its own little like explainers after each episode where i think they call it like world trigger 100 facts or something like that <laughs> well uh what's the demon slayer one called taisho like, taisho era fact or yeah, secret yeah. Um, but yeah, this one, it does that. But one thing that has been very good, uh, interesting to me is just how much the animation quality jumped from mm. season one to season two. Cause I've been binging it. So, you know, that's, that means like, same thing happened with Epo, like 79 episodes and a lot of shows. Yeah. So like, but it was so, it was so noticeable, um, you know, cause I just finished the last episode of the first season, but because I was binging it, I just, the next thing I did was watch the first episode of the second season mm-hmm. and the quality Jarring. was just, <laughs> woof, it was out of the water. It was like another show entirely. That's um, better than going the other direction at least. And, and that's not to say that the first season had bad animation. Um, the first season had really good animation, but, uh, it just got so much better, you know, mm-hmm. with the second season. Maybe they had a bigger budget or something. But yeah, uh, I definitely recommend this for anybody who's into battle anime, anybody who's into shonen. Uh, this is a solid one. Like you, you won't regret this at all. Mm. Um, another one that I uh, I really enjoyed was Banished from the Heroes Party. Um, You've been telling me a lot about this one. Yeah, because you know what? Because this one is really, really good. Um, it's a a fantasy that's not um, in isekai. First off. Um, so if that's something you've been looking oh, for, I thought it was for some reason. No, this one's not. The other one that we'll talk about a little bit later is. Um, oh yes, I got them mixed up. Yeah, this <clears> one—it's <throat> a fantasy that's not a uh, an isekai, but it also for for part of it tells the story that I wish uh, Drugstore in Another World did, um, which is that it it has this kind of vibe. This dude, he he quits adventuring. He to open up an apothecary. He just wants to live a quiet life. He doesn't want to be an adventurer anymore. But it's interesting in that it does still have an overarching story. And that story goes back and forth. Like, it happens in the distance. It happens in the background for the most part. But it comes into his life and intersects with it in weird ways. And then, like, parts, you know, part people from that that um, that story that's happening in the background enter his life in at weird points. Um, so it, 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 it does still tell a story. It's not just a slice of life. It is still like a, a fantasy. I wouldn't even call it an action. I would call it like a fantasy slice of drama. Life. Hmm. It's, it's such an interesting, yeah. It's such an interesting, um, concept that I really don't really know what to call it. Um, but it's really good. 
the animation is amazing. There are plenty of etchy moments, so you'll you'll have fun. <laughs> um, but uh, I definitely, you know, if you're looking for that that fantasy anime that's not a shonen but has an interesting world, um, you really you could do worse than Banish from the Heroes Party. Absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of kind of that, <laughs> yeah, we also have Jobless Reincarnation, which is that, but an it isekai. is an isekai. Yeah. yeah. Um. This show is just firing on all cylinders. Yeah, never stops. It's so good. Um, the the most recent episode was bananas. Jobless Reincarnation just does such a good job of like exploding out the world. Like, yeah, like just at a moment's notice. Um, I think back to like the very beginning where they start off in just like this little farm in this like little town just starting off using magic and then like you see the scope of magic with his teacher like doing this like torrential downpour and then you move to like the you know country or the city where he like teaches the like girl and he learns more about sword play and magic and then the world suddenly blows up when they get like teleported and then like all of a sudden you're in the like demon continent and you have to like kind of learn about that side of the world and and now it just kind of blew it up on an even grander kind of like whole game kind of scale yeah in this I mean, most recent episode yeah i mean he basically goes from like being able to create a trickle of water to in this most recent episode he creates a small sun yes like it, it's <laughs> wild the kind of progression but it feels very satisfying and yeah. it doesn't it doesn't feel rushed and it doesn't feel like like shoehorned in well know? and you go from these like small moments of these like you know characters that are very intimate to like the scale of like gods yeah in in the manner of what 19 episodes yeah and, oh yeah and the progression is very smooth and it all makes sense and it was like the last episode was a nail biter like, yeah oh yeah i remember too because we were talking about it. i was like did you watch it and you were like i don't know what, what was it about and i was like you would know if you watched it yeah and then we watched it and you were like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah i definitely would have remembered this and also like the first thing that could even come close to rivaling um uh, Dragon Maid in terms of like battle anime for twenty twenty one. It does have very satisfying fight scenes. That weird um, fight. And oh the, yeah. Oh, we like just watched it before we recorded this, but it was like so worth it. I will say this: another good thing about this show is like how careful, like the way small actions that don't seem to mean anything come back later, and oh, they yeah, have huge. they have repercussions, and yeah. it's like. Um, it's just it's very satisfying on a sto- from a storytelling standpoint. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I really like this show, which is funny. T- which is funny too, because I've always avoided this. Like I've never thought I would like it. I always passed over it when I was looking for mm-hmm. manga to read, and I always, you know, when we were doing the spring episode, I glossed over it then too. Yeah. Um. And wow, it's just so good. And I think like the most amazing part is I still don't know what story it's trying to tell yeah like you you're kind of like is it a rescue story is it a redemption story what you know there's this whole other game and world going on and you just don't kind of know where the main character fits into any of it yeah and i think also like we're, we're starting to learn too that like the main character also doesn't quite fit in in this new world yeah you know in a in a surprising way yeah. so like it it, it really it, it, it it's working on a lot of levels um, and the show is like, it's it's, it's really one of good. my like 
strong recommends from this season. I, I do that also with a caveat to the where if you're not into etchy stuff, it, yeah. you give this show a pass. Because it's got some etchy stuff it in it. It does, and, and this is one of the things that Jamie and I have talked a lot about too, is that the way it does it doesn't excuse it, but it presents it in a true manner to yeah. that character. Yeah. Like... Like that, it it fleshes out that character in a very specific way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I guess you know, like if you're if you're the type of person who doesn't enjoy dick jokes a lot, yeah, you probably won't enjoy this. Yeah, or, or like panty shots and like that yeah, sort of like stuff. if you're not into fan service, like if if etchy bothers you, yeah. it will. This show it will is probably, probably you. one of the more unique presentations of it though but in doing so it is also one of the most <laughs> extreme yeah like um but still still a strong recommend for a show it's yeah it's way better than it has a right to and i'm telling you that fight sequence was really really insane good. yeah this whole show has been good and uh i'm really enjoying it um the next show is actually not an anime uh-oh <laughs> If anything, it's maybe, maybe a Chinese cartoon. Could be. Actually, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure League of Legends is owned by a Chinese company. I don't know. You tell me. Um, but it's Arcane. Uh, I have to talk about this because I binged it. And uh, this, I think, falls into our kind of uh, safe zone of anime adjacent that we sometimes like to enter uh, here on The Best Boys. Um, and, and this is a show that, like... I've watched, Best Boy Jamie's watched, uh, Best Person Cat has seen part of and, like, is definitely going to watch at some point, but I am struggling to get, like, everyone I know to watch this show because <laughs> I need more people to talk about it with. Um, it is just so good. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Best Boy Mark has watched it. Mark is into League of Legends. Oh, yeah. I, you should you should definitely bring it up to him because it is so good. Um, the especially the thing that I think you in particular out of anyone I know would like about it is the character element to it. Yeah, like it is such an unbelievable character driven piece. The story is also great. The animation is also great. The music is unbelievable. Like it fires on every single cylinder. Comedy writing. It, like, there is not a single part of it that is, like, not good. But above and beyond all of them is the kind of character development and progression. You have one character, like, the main... There's two sisters that are the main characters, and one of them ultimately becomes very much a Harley Quinn type of character, Jinx. Um, and just that progression, that descent into madness, like, they do really well like you see the childhood trauma that leads to that um and it just tells this great story in this really interesting and lived in world um and and it's just a corner of it which is really exciting we already have confirmation they're working on the second season um that will take place in this uh town of piltover um which is kind of this kind of um steampunk utopia um now you're talking my language well so it it's beyond all of the character thing it's ultimately this war this class war Mm. between um the i think it's called the underneath or the underside or something like that 
um, which is essentially the poor section of town, and then the the city of progress, Piltover, which is this kind of like future steampunk like magic place. And like, there's one character who is uh, essentially trying to craft magic mm-hmm. which is where arcane comes from um because there's magic in this world in different sections but in this like city of industry and progress there is no magic it's been kind of outlawed essentially mm-hmm. like practicers of it um but they manufacture it technologically and so it's kind of the ramifications of that and then like it gets into like you know what happens when science becomes turned to uh, products of war and like right. things like that. So it deals with a lot of different things in addition to all of these personal relationships and is a tie-in for a toxic video game yeah. <laughs> as well. I mean, I don't I don't know much about the game and I don't know anything about the show. I do all I do know is that uh, steampunk utopia is what I'm going to name my honky tonk jazz lo-fi band. <laughs> um, but I, I I really think you would enjoy it. I can't you know, emphasize enough how much I loved it and and want other people to just be able to talk about it with me. Um, so everyone should go out and watch it. Yes, you have your orders. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, this next one is... This is one that I've been super excited for, but I'm really glad that you caught up on. I That has been my focus this week, has been catching up on My Senpai is Annoying. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I, I really enjoy it. I, I think it does have a place in there with the Nagatoros. This the, one, yeah. Um, the uh, Tonakawas, the, uh, you know, all of those. like Haremia. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it fits right in there. Um, yeah. I like it. Um, all the characters are really good. I love the little side plot. I love all the ancillary characters, right? Like, the main characters are good, but this is one of those shows where everyone else is just, like, a special kind of perfect. Yeah, yeah, I really like the way this show handles its side characters. I love how we all have the same favorite side character, which <laughs> is the the weird half-Russian girl. Uh, yes, though I do like the other couple, like that the yeah. guy. Uh, Kazuma. Kazuma yeah. is basically my spirit animal. Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> Um, I remember we were talking about how this show is in, it takes place in an alternate universe where the ca- the characters from um, my, love my love story, story don't so, don't meet until they're in working age or something like that. That okay, that's that is one version of it. The other version I had was that you know my love story happens right because the guy is the same name right and they're N- no, I don't think so. No? Or maybe he is. I I thought he had the same name, but even if he didn't, like he's like he's the, the same, same character. Guy, yeah. So um, I guess she's really the same character too. Yeah. But I thought it would be interesting if you know you had this great like high school love story, but then they broke up, and then he went on and he like you know really focused on his career, and like <laughs> then he meets this girl who's like that same type of person and it's clearly like his weakness, and then like he's she like slowly falls in love with him and yeah. vice versa. I thought that would be an interesting twist on that story, too. <laughs> yeah, this show's really good. Um, I, I I enjoy it. I, I don't know what else to say. I was it's, looking forward to it, and I'm sweet, really happy it's It's a funny here. workplace comedy. Yeah, it's a workplace rom, uh, rom-com. So, like, if you're looking for stuff that has, like, more adult characters, you're this, you got it, even though she's really short. Yeah. Um, she looks There's like definitely, school, right? yeah, it's definitely a, like... Flat as justice, like <laughs> a, a little um, 
lolly-ish because the the whole thing about like the two main love interests is that like he's a giant burly man and she is like this tiny like little girl yeah she she gets mistaken for a middle schooler because she's yeah or his daughter which is also super weird yeah um but there is an interesting what i noticed in the beach episode is that basically all of the characters are um are like beautiful except for her like conventionally right conventionally attractive yeah. yeah they're like everyone always talks about like how amazing they're looking and like the main guy love interest is like giant yeah i mean ripped, he's like, like he's judo ripped. champion yeah he's got like a red and white belt in judo he's the man's man yeah and even like uh cosimo's like kind of like that like you know quiet he's, like good looking guy yeah he's got like that 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 skinny but for some reason really defined like look to him yeah and both of her friends are like drop dead gorgeous right but it's kind of like a story of the like conventionally unattractive girl getting the like prize guy which i think is an interesting twist too yeah i think Um, also she's a uh sundere she's absolutely a sundere um but like i don't know i i really enjoy um their dynamic, I think it's it's fun. Yeah. I, I guess maybe that's just because I am also a large dude. So, like, every woman I've ever dated has been significantly shorter than me. Because almost every person in the world is shorter than me. Not really. That's not that's probably not true. But no, I'm pretty that, tall. No, I would I, say I, you are above average. I am, I am far above. Because, like, what's the average height? Like, 5'9"? Well, even five, in the eight? United States, the male height's, like, 5'9". Yeah, and I'm 6'2". So, like, I'm, yeah. like six inches taller than the average person so yeah you know what i am taller than most people yeah um but no that, i'm taller that's, than most people you are um but yeah so i guess maybe that's why i've always kind of been drawn to these these types of dynamics but i also just think like the story itself is really cute and like the side stories are all very satisfying all of the side characters yeah there's the one there's the one um so there is one side story that it has the potential to be problematic um it's one of the, it's a situation where it's like animate yourself yeah it's we're, we're we're waiting to see whether or not it happens i don't think it does because like i said you know like i was telling you while we were watching it earlier i have also read the manga and i'm way further in the manga than we're than we're at like um i'm probably i think i'm in like the third or fourth volume okay um and this is we're barely at the halfway point of the first volume and i i still haven't it still hasn't gone there so like it doesn't help that it's so what we're talking about for those of you who don't know is there is um a shoda situation there's a shoda situation the the younger brother of one of the main characters um she is is staying with her so that he can go to school in the city um and he has this strain he has a crush on the main character's best friend, friend childhood yeah, best friend who is an adult um so like it's kind of weird like this they, like tall beautiful like woman like sports woman and like they're always paired up together <clears throat> and she kind of teases him a lot yeah. um and it's just like it's one of those things it's like if you go one step further you're taking it too far the the conversation uh, we had around it was i was like Best boy Justin, if this were happening in real life, would you be okay with it? And he was like, absolutely no. not. No, like, yeah, if this were happening in real life, call somebody. 
but in the show, it's like, okay, I'll allow it, but you better be careful. <laughs> Very careful. That um, is a line that is dangerous to tell. Yeah, but uh, it is a really cute story. <laughs> um, all of the characters get, like, their own satisfying, like, kind of backstories, and they have their own moments. And it's very much one of those shows where, like, you know how, like, you could watch, um, what's a good example? Um, like, you could watch a show and be like, oh, this is a, an episode about this character. So, like, Game of Thrones is a good example. Like, oh, this is a Daenerys episode. Or, oh, this is a, this is a you know, yeah. a Tyrion episode. It's uh -huh. very much like that. So, like, oh, yeah, where an episode point. will feature either a character or a like a small subset of characters. The A plot g moves around. Yeah. And then sometimes we'll have like we had with the beach episode where all of the characters get together mm -hmm. for an episode. Man, that beach episode like was made for our beach episode where we talked about. It tropes. was the ultimate beach episode. They did just about everything. It was wild. Like I can't think uh, I, I don't I haven't looked at the outline from that episode in a while, but like I can't off the top of my head Think of a single trope that they missed. I was, like, keeping track, and I was, like, waiting for, like, I was like, okay, they haven't done the yakisoba. And I was like, damn, they did the yakisoba. Yeah, they did the yakisoba. They did the fireworks. They did everything. Mm -hmm. uh, they did the breast envy. <laughs> yep. The person under the umbrella. Volleyball. Yeah. Um, you know, they Hitting did. the watermelon. Somebody doesn't know how to swim. Yep. Somebody's under the umbrella. Like, they, they did it all. Someone gets injured. Yeah. Oh, I um, know. That's the festival. Well, they well someone does still get injured, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really, really, really good show, and I'm super happy that it's that I get to see it in anime form. Um, but the uh, the next one that we have here uh, is one that I also kind of wasn't interested in at first, but I ended up, like, after I watched it for the, uh, the fall episode, I just kept watching it because it was really good. Uh, and that's The Faraway Paladin. Um, and what I really like about this show is that it has the feel of a of basically they decided to animate a D&D &D campaign. Like you have all of the character tropes. You have the paladin, you have like the the elf hunter, you have the halfling bard, you've got a human merchant and they're all just like traveling along and like um and the other interesting thing is it is technically an isekai, but also not really. And what I mean by that is it's an isekai where the main character having been reincarnated doesn't have a whole lot of a whole lot to do with what he's doing in this world. Like it is a part of who he is. Like he does remember it. Um but he doesn't have any special knowledge from having been isekai. He doesn't like invent soap and is suddenly <laughs> rich and amazing. Like yeah. he he's just like he's he's like yes, I was kind of like not the greatest person in my last life. And I want to live a life and cherish it this time around, um, which he does. Um, and it's, it's got a very sweet, you know, kind of story about him and his like adoptive parents who are these undead um, who find him in these ruins. And it uh, it's just really well done. It's a really it's probably one of my favorite fantasy settings we've had for a while. Interesting. Um, it has like a whole pantheon of gods that is really interesting. Okay. Um, the way the world works is really cool. It's got a backstory that I find like I would use as a D and D setting. Okay. Um, so like yeah, I really really enjoy it, and I definitely recommend it to you, uh, to you listening, and also specifically you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. I guess the the other one that I was super excited for this season was Arena Vampire Cosmonaut. Um, How is that held up? I think it's held up pretty good. I really like it. Okay. Um, 
it it kind of does a good job of um like you what were... ultimately did it what kind of show did it end up being because that was the question i had after watching one episode was like what are you gonna be what type of show well i haven't quite finished watching it yet it's still running but it it kind of turned into it flip-flops back and forth between rom-com and rom-drama if i had to pick one i would say rom-drama um but it's i don't know it's done so well the comedic scenes are very funny um the story is very engaging like it has this really cool backdrop of like the cold war it is it's basically telling a cold war story set in a different universe so like they can do you do mean, things like send vampires this, to space you mean that didn't happen in the actual cold well war? not as far as we know not yet yeah exactly um but uh you know it's really cute the um the story i think is really interesting it's got a really interesting message um and it does a really good job of kind of you can see where the story's heading and it does go where you think it's going to go but it gets there in a way that you don't expect okay um and i really i really think it's like you know anybody who's looking for again something that's off the beaten path something that's not your typical shonen or battle anime um, this is a really good one for you. Also, uh, I will say, like, if you're, if, if you're, I do know people who, when they watch anime, they specifically look for stuff that does not have fan service. Like, that's a requirement for them. Mm-hmm. I think this one's a pretty good bet. Um, Interesting. Not a lot of fan service. Like, he occasionally will, like, I think there was one scene where, um, Basically, like, their other main character friend is, like, a doctor who works at the testing facility whose job it is to, like, make sure she's healthy. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's, like, kind of, like, a, she's obsessed with her. She's like, oh, you're a vampire. You're so interesting. I'm so interested in you. I want to, like, learn everything about you. Mm-hmm. And, like, her the, the, the sort of fan servicey moment was when she was like, okay, now it's time to take your measurements. And she's like, what? What do you mean? Ah. Like, you mm-hmm. know, they run around for, like, a minute. And then it's over. But gotcha. um, other than that, no fan service at all. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, this show, next show, Transition, Yeah. also doesn't have fan service. Well, maybe it does this season because of the arc we're in. Oh, good point. Uh, we're talking about Demon Slayer. It's back, baby. It's back. Demon Slayer is back. <clears throat> I'm so excited for it. Um, I will say this. The thing I need to say right off the bat before we start talking about it at all, I need to get this out. At, during the credits of the first episode, we get to see Inosuke dressed as a girl, and he's hot. Oh, of course. Yeah. Did you have any doubt? No, but I'm so excited about it. <laughs> um, oh, man. it It's good so far. I enjoyed the first episode. It's like 40 yeah. minutes long, which is a banging way to start off. But also, the it, it, as far as a first episode goes, it does a good job of transitioning from the movie back to the show. Yeah, they cover a lot of ground. They, you know, the characters get their, like you know get position for the the next arc uh the they, the way they hook up with the uh, this is a little bit spoilers but you know, it's the first episode watch it like um the way they hook up with the like next person they're going to be like doing the season with uh is odd yeah it's odd but i think it it, it serves a purpose because like yes it is I just don't um, understand it, what his goal was to start off with with that. Maybe they'll explain it. Later yeah, on. they'll probably explain it. But like, I think the the reason why it had to happen that way is because they're resetting the pace. So anytime you have a, a movie that is canon and it takes part as a part of the show, um, it sets a different pace 
than it obviously a TV show a TV show season does because it only has two hours to tell the story mm-hmm. as opposed to you know 12 24 episodes so I feel like what they had to do is they had to slow it down at the beginning of the first episode bring everything back like to a kind of a reset pace and then pick it back up at the pace of a show yeah which is I feel like what they did with Tanjiro going on his little journey and wrapping up loose ends, you know, that, that persist at the end of the, the movie. Yeah. And then, talking you know, about the family. talking about the family, dealing with the fact that he lost his sword, and then it picks up with what's going to start with the next, yeah. the, the next uh, arc. And I think it did a and really good job of that. The seems interesting. Yeah. There seems to be a lot of characters dressing as girls, uh, people yeah. running on roofs, Really yeah. interesting looking demons. It's I, I'm excited for just because it's going to be a totally different backdrop than the rest of the show has been, which has been like mostly like out in the forest. Yeah, yeah. It's really be it's really neat. Like you, you we kind of get to see that. Um, I don't know if you remember when we were first talking about this show, but um, the one of the factors that's going on in the backdrop of this show is the kind of uneven application of modernity that Japan was experiencing during mm. this time. Whereas in the rural areas and the mountains, away from the metropole, um, you have basically, you know, still the same feudal era mm. of technology and lifestyle. But in the cities, you have westernization, yeah, you have electricity. electricity, you have cars. And you kind of get to see that blending in this first episode of Demon Slayer. Like we're seeing, we're seeing him going from that feudal setting mm-hmm. into modern, you know, into modernity, um, which is an interesting way for this. Uh, to, It'll be especially to interesting that. for uh, Inosuke too. Yeah, who was like primitive by the the <laughs> who was feudal like, standards? Was like trying to attack the train because he yeah. thought it was a giant monster. Yeah, I think it was seeing Which Inosuke it was. seeing Inosuke during this arc is going to be a particular treat. Yeah, um, and not just because he's dressed as a lady and killing it. Yeah, um, I can't wait. And uh, for those wondering, the official best boys stance is that this does qualify as a 2021 anime. Yeah. Uh, I think th- this is the same criteria we used during our like 2020 wrap up last year for Attack was, on Titan. Yeah, was that if it started during 2021, it counts. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter if it continued into 2022. Yeah. So, so even so, though a bulk of it will air in the winter season, it is technically a fall anime. Yeah, and when we talk, well, it it is a fall and a winter anime, fall which is why winter. it can be considered part of. Um, the 2021 contenders for anime of the year in my in in for my 2021 opinion. but not 2022 right not 2022 right. it has to start in the year yeah. that we're considering which will be tricky because only a few episodes will be out by the time we crown winners yes but i think you know given how much we we given how impactful demon we'll slayer is we'll be able to slot it in somewhere we'll know yeah we'll kind of know um but uh yeah i mean I'm super excited for this. Like I said, I'm glad they stuck the dismount in moving between a movie and the the show. Um, Other than, you know, crimes by the production company. Yes. Uh, Oh, God. uh, Alleged crimes of members of the production company. Let's say that. Yeah. For those of of you who, who don't know... Um, the, the CEO of this company is currently, uh, been indicted on fraud charges, 
um, for committing tax tax evasion yeah. with like profits from a like a cafe. Yeah. Um, very strange. <laughs> Uh, but I'm glad that, uh, you know, it hasn't affected the production. <laughs> I hope Who knows? so far. Um, but yeah, that kind of, uh, that kind of wraps it up here for our, for our big banter boys. Section. Yeah. Kind of a recap of the season, but like the, this season ended up being stacked, but yeah. not in a way I think any of us really expected. It was stacked in the kind of way where as opposed to just having so many things that we were looking forward to. We ended up having a lot of things that we discovered mm-hmm. that we weren't necessarily aware yeah, of. Like, I mean, just looking through this list, like Demon Slayer is a returning show. World Trigger is a returning show. Aquatope. Aquatope. Um, and Let's, let's Make, make a, mug, a Mug. 86. And 86. And Jobless Reincarnation. Yeah. Well, I guess like half of the list is like new things. Yeah. Um, and half the stuff is coming back things, but that's a lot of good shows that are getting more things. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know what? Like, uh, like I always say, more more anime is always a good thing, except when it's not. <laughs> except um, when it's not. <laughs> because now I have to add that because of that one time it wasn't. Well, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> there's more than a one time. No, that it only new happened anime once. Wasn't a good idea. It only happened. We once. have a whole series on anime was a mistake well so far it only has one episode we we need to have, we need to have another anime was a mistake oh we will if you guys you have suggestions for what to do for anime was a mistake let us know hit us up on twitter and instagram at bestboys underscore pod or send us an email at the bestboyspod at gmail.com yeah um but some things that were not a mistake i'm just nailing the transitions this well episode. i don't know that one, that one that one i'm nailing it okay you're nailing it okay <laughs> um we're gonna talk about the top five anime that we are psyched about yeah, and keep in mind winter. before 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 you get your hate engines astirring, these are the ones that we're excited for. This yeah. is not we're not saying these this are is not your the, list. We're not going to say these are the best anime that are coming out in the winter. I this am. is what we're looking for. Oh, oh, okay. That's why Dan has thrown me. down the gauntlet. Yeah, uh, please slide into his DMs with a hammer. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, we should also say these are in no particular order. They're just in the order that we thought of them. Yeah, so. You yeah. want to take number one? I'll take number one because this is one that I'm particularly excited for, and that is my dress up darling. It sounds fun from what yeah. you've told me. This one is super rad. I've read the I'm you know I'm reading the manga for it, and it's really got a really cute, interesting story. It's basically the you know the Cliff Notes version is there is this guy, he um his he comes from a family. Their thing is making these little Japanese dolls. He's basically from a, a family of doll makers. Um, and in like elementary school, he gets like mocked and ridiculed for like for being someone who like makes dolls um and is interested in that so he kind of like hides his hobby and he doesn't talk to people and like he's kind of shy and withdrawn Um, tell me what that's like yeah right um but basically he he meets this girl who is like astounded by like she 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 discovers his secret by accident Mm -hmm. um and she's astounded by it and the reason she's really excited about it is because she is actually really into cosplay um, and she wants this, it him. Sounds very smile down the runway. It is very similar. It doesn't have that same competitive aspect as smile down the runway does. Um, but like uh, she's she she just really wants him to make uh, cosplay clothes for her. So like during throughout the anime, we're not only gonna like get this really cute like kind of romance story, this like this kind of uh, story about somebody dealing with their trauma and like kind of learning to apply their skills to something that they enjoy. 
Uh, but we're also going to get like a primer on cosplay. And, you know, I, what I mean by that is like cosplay is a whole culture. Like mm -hmm. we, we, we talk about cosplay and it was like, oh, yeah, people dressing up. But like cosplay, not only is its own culture here in America, but is also it has its own culture and rules and oh, norms yeah. uh, in Japan. And um, we're going to kind of. And economy like. Yeah, it's got economy, stores, like all sorts of like things that you don't necessarily think about if you're not a cosplayer. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Um, but, Yet. uh, I know, right. Um, but you will get a kind of primer on these things throughout this show. And I think for that alone is, is, is definitely worth watching. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm really excited for it. Um, the next show on our list is like, the, I'm so the excited polar for polar opposite of it because it's so weird. It's I, like, I don't really know much more to say about it other than post-apocalyptic baseball. Yeah. Like the show is called Tribe Nine, um, and as far as I'm aware, with how the story works, it's kind of like a Mad Max Road Warrior dystopian future. Base of the Diamond. Base of the yeah, <laughs> and it's like basically they fight using like a kind of extreme Fury Road baseball. and Ace of the Fury. Diamond had a baby. Ace, Ace of the Diamond <laughs> Two Fury Road, <laughs> and it is Tribe Nine. Yeah, uh, which is all anyone needs to tell me, and I'm like, yeah, I'll watch yeah. that. <laughs> it was great because I came up with it. I was at work. I was looking at my phone during my lunch break, and I saw this, and I just I texted it to you and Best Boy Mike, and I was like. I was like, hey guys, there's a post-apocalypse baseball show coming out. And I think you were both like, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Say less. Yeah. Um, next on the list is like a given. It's the maybe the most hype season of anime ever. I mean, definitely since um, the last time this anime came back, I, I guess. guess. Yeah. Uh, Attack on Titan. Yeah, Attack on Titan's coming out. Finally the ending. End, the probably, the end, unless probably. the the it's the last season part three. I want this to turn into like a JoJo's thing where just like it's gonna end up being like the last season part five yeah. Lost Crusaders. Like it just keeps going. <laughs> Stone um, Ocean. But like yeah, this uh you know, Attack on Titan, it's coming back. We're we're getting we're getting the conclusion. Uh, I'm excited for it. It's gotten a little bit of negative press because of the whole thing with our weird politics that we won't go too deep into. Um, but I'm excited for it, um, and I think you should be too. Yeah. Um, if you haven't watched Attack on Titan, like, just do it. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Um, it holds up, and now you can basically binge all of it. Um, the next up on our list is actually Doll's Frontline. Um, this is one that I'm excited for because I have been playing that uh, gotcha game. Girls Frontline. For some reason, in the anime, they changed it to Dolls Frontline. I don't know why. Um, but I'm excited for it just because, like, I'm curious to see what the result is. Because I've watched shows based on gotcha games before. They're generally hit or miss. Uh, I'm curious to see how they pull this one off. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm pretty excited for it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see this uh, this little game that I've been trying to yeah. beat without money. It's, it's uh, basically it's Gun Girls, right? Yeah, it's Gun Girls. So like the main character is M4A1, which is a, <laughs> a type of rifle for those of you who don't who aren't gun otaku's, um, and like she's like a personified like r rifle. Like I guess her, her the thing is like they're all androids, which is why they're called dolls. Um, it's interesting. It's problematic. I, I the idea of like women being androids who don't who are like weapons of war is problematic in ways that you know are 
<laughs> I can't fully formulate the words for at the moment, but you know, if it's your thing, it's your thing, and and you will you'll know you'll you'll watch it and you'll enjoy it. And yeah. if it's not, you know, you'll know that too. Watch our next thing, which is Tokyo Twenty Fourth Ward. We talked about this recently. Yeah, on the pod. Um, it's basically like the tale. It's a tale of you know two people who grow up close and one goes off and they kind of go off in different classes and they kind of become leaders of um the tokyo's 24th award yeah um i forget what the context of the world is post maybe post-apocalypse i think it's like 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 or, in media res of the apocalypse or yeah something like that. And, but it's it's an original anime it looks very interesting everything we've seen about it um looks positive so it, it'll be one to watch out for um, yeah, we don't really know too much about it i can it from what i from what i've been able to gather it looks like an interesting mystery story kind of element to it um and I, I not like a supernatural mystery but like a you know like a i don't know almost like a fill in the bl- like kind of fill in the blanks mystery where they're like something there's there there's something that happened that they don't fully understand they're trying to get to the bottom of um, so I think it'll be, it'll be good to see, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty much it for our, for our banter episode that caps off our top five, uh, winter anime that we're anticipating. Um, let us know what you think. What are you, you know, what, what are you watching? Is there anything that we missed? Um, do you hate us for, for liking the show that you hate? Um, you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at bestboys underscore pod or send us an email at the bestboyspod at gmail.com. Oh, uh, is there someone at the door? Wait, it's, it's almost midnight. Justin. Yeah, but no. someone's at the door. Justin, don't do it. Don't open it.